Hey guys, 2020 and 2021 have been bizarre years, I know, and I know a lot of people out there are uh, very fearful and just uncertain, uncertain about these times. They don't know where things are going. If that's you, if that's you, please stick with this show for 10 to 10 or 15 minutes. I think you're going to like it. Hey, Jeff Mason with Simple Biz 360 podcast uh, coming to you from Half Coast Studios. We want to just say um, Merry Christmas and and Happy New Year, guys, to Matt and Dietz. These guys are doing a great job, and I really appreciate having them uh, steering this this puppy every week because we're really excited about the end product that we end up with here. So just thank you, guys. And if you guys want to subscribe, we're on 27 uh, audio channels. Uh, Amazon's Audible is the most recent one that picked us up, and we're on YouTube as well. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you can subscribe uh, right from this video or you can subscribe uh, on any one of the listening platforms. But I'm going to start today and today's going to be a real, um, you know, a real cool episode for me to tell and share because it's something real that you can grab onto. And I want to dip back to 1985 in a business seminar I attended and at that time, I, I went to this seminar about digital communications, and this seminar featured a keynote speaker that was with the tech giant of our age in 1985. I mean, the top of the top of the tech giants at that time. And this individual um, spent a good hour telling us how this tech giant built in their product cycles, and that they knew what their customers were going to buy in 1992. And this was 1985. And this gentleman told us how they achieved this. And he said, we call it FUD, F period, U period, D period. And he explained that by using fear, uncertainty, and doom, we are going to get customers to, when they buy that, I'm just going to arbitrarily say that, you know, 700 baseline uh, purchase, it's going to have 500 user stations to it. And, um, you know, this will, for $5 million, this will cover them uh, as this mainframe. But in two years, you could face an attack from the front door. And so if you want to protect the front door from viruses and, and certain things coming in that could, that could steal your intellectual properties and disrupt your company, you're going to have to buy this $2 million patch in 1997 that's going to be called the 700 Baseline Plus. And then in 19. 19- 89, there's going to be a $2.5 million purchase that we're going to ask the customers to purchase because they've blocked the front door, but they haven't blocked the back door. So now they're vulnerable at the back door. So now we got to put a patch on the back door to get the back in front, right? And so that's another 2.5 million. And, you know, and then, and then in 1991, right? They're going to end up getting a last patch put on for a million and a half before they move them into a new product in 1992 or 93. But this last million and a half dollar patch 
It's going to protect the windows because there is all this uncertainty and doom that could come in the windows. And again, if you want the most out of that 1985 uh, purchase that you made on the baseline 700, you got to buy all these patches. So they knew what they were buying and uh, what they were selling rather, and they, they could do their projections off of it and they could do all these things. But the catalyst for all of this was fear, uncertainty, and doom. So they would tell the customers, look, you can, you can, you can opt not to buy that front door patch. Not a problem. You, it's up to you. But when those burglars come in through the front door, uh, you know, I mean, all this hard work, what, your company's 25 years old, and all that goes out the window. You lose it all. You got you to run manual stuff to back it up, and it's all gone. So, you know, if you want to do that, I completely understand, I, you know, if, but if you want to protect it, here's the paperwork for the $2.5 million patch. So that's how they did it. And that's how they did it for a while. And that's probably how a lot of folks do it, right? So FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doom, does it sound, you know, eerily familiar? Well, in God, according to God, and if you look at the word of God, uh, fear not or uh, do not be afraid or a variation of that, it's the most often referenced phrases in the Bible. Why did God do that? Well, I'm, I'm looking at the King James Version, fear not. He used it 74 times, uh, 29 times, uh, be not afraid. In the New American Standard, uh, four times, fear not, 57 times, do not fear, and 46 times, do not be afraid. Well, why did God do that? Because God knew that this world that he created and the people in it, they would use FUD. They would sprinkle fear, uncertainty, and doom uh, into the populace, and, and leaders and corruptions and things would get uh, skewed based on the ability to exercise FUD. So I know that, you know, we're in a time frame we've never been in before. Uh, I've never seen this world as strange nor have you. There's many, many people that are very, very frightened, very scared. Um, they don't know what's going to happen next. They don't know all these invisible things that are out there that could do harm to them. And they're asking, you know, uh, how do I find more peace? How do I find more rest? How, um, you know, how do I find something real I can grab onto? What is the truth anymore? Where, where do I turn? Who do I turn to? I'm really scared. I, I don't have many friends. I'm really scared. Um, I'm thinking about, you know, um, I'm thinking about killing myself. I'm taking drugs more than I ever had. I'm depressed more than I ever been. Um, I'm thinking crazy thoughts. And if this is you, I, I understand these times can do it to you. It's been the craziest two years ever. And I can tell you that the person, you know, with these headphones on and this mic, I would be right there with you. You know my story. I'm a recovering alcoholic. I, uh, I spent 14 years mired in, in drug and alcohol use. And, and uh, I, you know, I, I'm only here because of Christmas Eve, 1987. And so I want to share that with you and give you some encouragement, give you some hope and say, please, fear not, fear not. And if you think about the Christmas present that I opened on December 24th, 1987, maybe, maybe this Christmas it could be a present you could open. But in that, that moment, that night, as a troubled 29-year-old, I just surrendered everything to God. I said, God, I just give it to you. 
and I can't, I can't do this on my own anymore. I just can't. I'm failing at it. I'm going to fail at it more. I'm letting my wife down. Let, I got a young family. I'm letting friends down. I've let friends down. I've let myself down, but I'm a mess. So I just, I give it to you. And the sermon that night was walk in this church in the shadow of God and walk out of this church overshadowed by God. And so I surrendered that night. And, and what the gift that I received that night was Jesus Christ. But the gifts I received the days later that I didn't really realize <clears throat> I had been given were, uh, you know, I, I didn't have the urge to drink. I didn't have the urge to take drugs. I didn't have the urge to swear. My mouth was a foul, foul mouth. Every fourth word an F-bomb, I assure you, for years of my life. <clears throat> and, you know, all of a sudden, I just didn't have the urge to do that. But more importantly, all of a sudden, I just realized I started seeing things clearer and clearer and my vision, seeing the you know, the life God intended for me, I started seeing it and, and I was trying to escape it before and I was hurting. I didn't know I was hurting, but I was, I was just, I was all confused. And so, you know, and I've been able to take that trip now for 30 some odd, 33 some odd years going into 34. And, um, you know, I can tell you, I don't have much fear at this point. I don't. And I'm troubled by what's going on, but I don't live in that fear. And, and why don't I? Because I did surrender. I gave Jesus the wheel of my life. I, I said, God, you take it. I can't do it. You take it. And God did take it. And God can take it for you too. He can give in return. You surrender. He can give you his love and give you his son that can walk with you side by side every day and help you get through these times and help you understand that he says, fear not and do not be afraid. All those times in the Bible, um, because he wants you to realize that's truth. He'll give you truth if you want. It's right there. So, you know, uh, I, I just, if this is you and, and you're at your wits end, you just don't know where to turn. You, you know, you, you've looked at a weapon that's loaded that you want to take your life with. You've, you've considered hanging yourself. You've considered, you know, catapulting and just, you know, going off on a drug binge or a drinking binge. If you're at that kind of place in life where you're just at the end of the rope, you don't know where to go. I, I invite you to think about fear not and think about grabbing onto Jesus. And, it, and it's so easy uh, in the reality. You don't have to shower. You don't have to get ready. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is just uh, admit that you can't do this on your own and believe that Christ was the one that uh, the Bible says he is and believe that Jesus Christ is who the Bible says he is. And just confess your sins and ask God to take it away. And he will throw those sins in the deepest, darkest sea ever. And you'll never see him again. You'll be forgiven. You'll get a new start in life. And, and what is the Christmas gift? We get shrouded in all these gift-giving events where we wrap things up and give them to people. And God said, man, the ultimate Christmas gift is accepting my son Jesus. And that is the best Christmas gift you will ever unwrap and you will ever come to know. And you can, you can just, you know, admit and believe and confess your sins. You can just do this and ask God to enter your life. I mean, you could be doing laundry. You could be sitting on the john. You could be wrestling in bed, not being able to go to sleep. You could be sitting in your car. You could be sitting uh, on your back porch. You could be taking a walk. You could be anywhere. 
have to be in the grocery store looking at lemons and limes and picking out fruit and vegetables. I mean, seriously, you don't have to. He says, just come as you are. So again, I, I, I invite you to consider um, consider that as an option to your life. Uh, I replaced uncertainty with what I think is truth, what I believe is truth, and, and what God did for me proves to me that he's real. I mean, had I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't stop drinking and doing all that on my own. I couldn't. So, you know, he did it. Um, the desire for the drugs just went away. And as you know from previous episodes, I've, I've dabbled in quite a few of those uh, over the course of my life and used a number of them on a regular basis. So, And then I, I replaced fear with hope. And I replace fear with faith. And, and you can do the same thing. So if you're troubled today, you don't know where this world is going, because I don't either. We do know one thing in the end, God wins. And we do know what the end story is. We don't know when it's going to happen. No one knows the timing of it. But we know that God wins. But right now, we are in the throngs of evil versus good. I mean, seriously, evil has gone from third gear into fourth and into fifth gear. And if you don't believe it, um, you know, I, I hope you... You, you see that eventually. Um, why do I believe it? Because I believe I can see it. I believe God has shown me that, you know, this is a battle of good versus evil. What we're seeing right now is not normal life. No way. It's been accelerated in the last 10 months across the world. It's crazy. So if, you know, if you want that, it's there for you. But, you know, we really invite you to think about unwrapping the real Christmas gift under that tree this year, and that's Jesus Christ. So we're going to end this uh, episode. We're not going to end it with any other thing other than say, we're going to put a very tender, great song on. And this song is uh, by Stephen Curtis Chapman. Uh, He's out of Paducah, Kentucky. Um, He is just a phenomenal artist. We actually played this song last year, but there's no more appropriate song. It It touches the heart. It will speak to you if you let it. Um, and it's called The Invitation, and it's from his 1999 album called Speechless, and you know what? It's just, it's just, it's so appropriate because, you know, words can't explain it. Let God do his, let God do his work in you, and you'll be speechless. (laughs) You really will, and, and this is called The Invitation, uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman, 1999. We will see you in 168 hours, and, um, please consider this is an option. Thank you, everybody.